You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation entitled Justified by Faith and is part two of five. I've recently been studying First uh, John 4. Verse 7 talks about Jesus being the perpetuation, our perpetuator. And uh, as I studied that, I was just struck to tears. Jesus was not only the sacrifice that was needed, Jesus is the high priest that offered the sacrifice. If we think about that, that's just uncomprehendable. You know, Lydia, many times we read over that and we kind of get callous to that truth, but that is um, that is a truth that is, like you said, it's, it's humanly uncomprehensible. Yeah, it is. It is. I just... Uh, just when it hit me fresh here recently, I'm just like, oh, I could just understand what Jesus really went through. Uh, I wouldn't strive nearly as hard. I could be much more at peace than I've been lots of times. So it just changes a person's life. When Jesus was on the cross and he, or before he died, he said, it is finished. And then he mm-hmm. died. And if it's finished, there's nothing left to do. So I've got a question. Does that mean we can live our life the way we uh, the way we want to now? Well, I think that goes back to what I had said a little earlier. The law of love both uh, puts restraints on us, but it also gives freedom to us. Right. Amen. Yeah. Martin Luther wrote a well. He gave a sermon from this passage too, and he said that because this passage talks about being under a tutor, that the law only shows us that we're sinners and it doesn't set us free and if we're under a cruel tutor we want to be free and once the tutor's gone we'll go do what we want unless we come to peace and become as friends with that tutor and then we want to please him but if so if we're if we're still under the law and if we're still trying to I mean the, the law makes us do what's right because we're afraid of the penalties and if the law weren't there, we would sin willingly and gladly until we're justified by faith. And then all of a sudden, that same law that we used to be afraid of is now our friend. And we follow the law of Christ. And we do what's right. Not because we're afraid of the penalty, but because we're, we've been justified by faith. Yeah. Well, I, think, I think it goes back to what Lydia, I think Lydia said this, uh, love. Uh, when we... I mean, there's two different ways that we can view God. We can view him as one that has a club and and uh, is there to tell us where to go, what to do, and condemn us and judge us, and, and that's how, how, how we think when we're under the law. That's, uh, that's how I felt before I was saved. But once I understood what Jesus did, 
uh, I mean, the scripture is clear, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Once I understood that love and that sacrifice that Jesus paid for my sins, and that through him I could have everlasting life and have all my sins forgiven. What more could I do but to seek and figure out ways that will please him and and become a follower of him? Not because he's driving me, but out of love and appreciation for what he's done for me. One of the things that I've, I've thought about recently is, uh, this is Arlen, and recently is the, you know, you were talking about the love, uh, Lydia, I guess. But uh, I, to me, it seems like the three main commandments, I, you know, they're not written as one, two, three, but it's like love the Lord your God with all your heart, and then love others as yourself, that's two. And then the third one that Jesus specifically gave was the Great Commission. Uh, you know, go, go make disciples of all people, you know. And it seems like everything stems from that. Uh, it seems the one thing that I that I'm struck with in the church is that we have a lot of programs for stuff. We have a lot of things that we do uh, that are programmatic, and and it nothing. Everything is geared to get other people to make them disciples. You know, loving God, loving others, and make disciples. You know, and it seems like we've strayed away from that. From you know, with with all the programs that we do. Now that's just my perspective. Well, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Arlen. I think you hit it right on the head, and I think that's that's we we have figured out ways to build the church on our own might rather than the way God designed it. And when it's done the way God, I mean. God is the builder of the church. Uh, the true church is, anyways, built uh, uh, by Christ. Uh, it's not by programs or by a personality. Uh, it, it is it, it is Christ Himself who bled and died for the church, became the owner and the builder of the church. So anybody else have any thoughts that hasn't talked yet? Hey, uh, this is Jake. I just called in. I'm a little late tonight. I heard y'all talking. I didn't want to uh, introduce myself, I guess. I've never been on a conference line before, but I was introduced to it by Joe this morning. But there's, uh, where does repentance come in? Is that a, is that a, re- a requirement, I suppose, you know, f- to come to Jesus? That's somewhere in Scripture. Yes, because one can't be justified by faith if we're trusting in our works. And if we see ourselves and our works as sinful outside of Christ, then we have no choice but to repent. Yeah. Go to God and say, all our works mean nothing to you until we're in Christ. You know, I had to face something like this, a question like this with my son recently. Um, The idea that who needs justification? Who, Who actually sins enough to need justification? And I asked him, I said, well, can you tell me one moment in your entire life where you haven't felt a moment of selfishness? If you can honestly say you've never had a moment of selfishness in your entire life, then you can prove that you don't need any justification. 
And I can't think of a single person who hasn't felt a single moment of selfishness in their entire lifetime. To me, that's the epitome of knowing you cannot do it by yourself because we all have moments, even if it's just as simple as saying, I want the bigger piece of cake, I want the bigger piece of something, then that shows our sinful nature right there. If we had it in us to be able to give selflessly 100% of our lifetime, we would know we didn't need to be justified. And he said, that's true. He doesn't know a single person who hasn't had at least one selfish moment. I think that shows us that we cannot, even in our big giving, in our big works, uh, if it narrows down to I've never had a selfish moment, we just... We just know we can't say that. Right. Wow. Yeah, and the Bible shows and human nature shows that we all have sinned. John said if we say we have no sin, then we make him a liar. And imagine the foolishness of God sending Jesus to die if he didn't have to. For us, Mm -hmm. we could have done it ourselves. But out of his love, he did because we had no other way. And if we go, imagine standing before God and trying to convince God that we should have eternal life because of our works when God knows us and he knows what we've done because justification by faith doesn't justify our works but it justifies the person mm-hmm. the Bible says Genesis the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering he didn't respect Abel's offering because of the offering but he respected Abel because Abel trusted in God and so God accepted his offering and so it's foolishness for us to try to think that God will accept us because of our works if he doesn't have our hearts uh, Jake you said something about repentance I would like to speak to that just a little bit um, uh-huh. because it, it may occur to, to uh, some people that we might be bypassing repentance we're t- because we're talking about being justified and being saved and we do that by accepting Jesus Christ and so are we bypassing repentance uh, no, we're not. Repentance is very much a part of that process. Um, but we have to know and realize what a biblical repentance is. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they think of repentance, they think of a being sorry, uh, being um, uh, coming into a mode of, of, I'm not even sure how to explain it, but being sorry. Well, a biblical repentance uh, if you go to Acts chapter 2, where Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost, um, he told the people, he said, uh, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we are preaching to you Jesus, the one whom you have crucified, the one whom you have hung on the cross and, and despised and rejected and hated. We come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he told, uh, told them, he said, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Now, uh, some of us may think of that as we need, as Peter was saying, we need to repent of our sins, uh, which that is really not what Peter was saying. Um, what Peter was saying was repent from being against God, or uh, in the case of these people, uh, repent from having walked contrary to God having rejected God through rejecting his son mm-hmm. to receiving his son. So repentance is 
is not necessarily a spiritual word. It is a word that defines a turning point, a turning from something to something. So yes. as we as we have been going through life, uh, we have been serving our flesh. We may have been trying to serve God through our works, but it's it's all about us. And so we have to realize that our works are as filthy rags. They won't get us anywhere, and we need to repent from trying to do salvation our way and receive Jesus Christ as they did on the day of Pentecost and, and were saved. So does that mean we don't need to repent from our sins? Absolutely. That is a part of repenting uh, from our old ways and repenting towards God. Amen. Yeah, it's it's really, I mean, you, you said it exactly the way it is. It's turning from something and following something else. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.